Hey, sheeps. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Okay, sheep. So first let's say hey, Kalia, because she's in, she's in the building and she's here and she's still going through her tough shit. But I thought it was interesting. So I currently am on my spiritual walk journey, but I'm finding out that this is really a mission. <laughs> Like when the Lord told me that he was like, I need you to spiritually lock your hair. And for those who don't know, most people call them dreadlocks. But I have spiritual locks because I'm locking up my wisdom. And I'm so excited because spiritual lock Alicia would be on the show one day being interviewed by spiritual cut Alicia. So that is literally going to be an exciting episode. And um, spiritual cut Alicia she left once she released the book and the Lord was like, I need you to spiritually lock up. So spiritual lock Alicia transformed from spiritual cut Alicia into a new form. And it's so exciting. But anyways, I want to just give you that small little um, insight. But later on in different episodes, I will give you the whole transformation conversation. And it's so yummy. But I brought that up to say that Callie is really going through a tough shed and she literally have on the top of her crown, her shed is coming off, but it literally looked like she has spiritual locks because her shed is literally twisting up and is sticking from the top of her head. It's really cool. Our second oldest son said, mom, Kalia looks like a dragon. Her shed is like really cool this time. And I was like, don't it look like she got spiritual locks? Because she has like, a, they're like lifting up. They're really cool. But anyways, I don't want to get caught up in the story, y'all. But I thought I'll share that because I was really interesting to look at. Her sheds are very interesting. I'm learning a lot from them. But um, today, the Holy Spirit um, led me to literally talk about the importance of having a relationship with him versus a religion. And I say this all the time. If you hear me talk, if you talk to me before in person, if you came and heard me speak, if you read my book, by the way, is Don't Get Caught Up in the Story, Just Get the Message by Alicia Crandall. And the book is so yummy, not because I wrote it, but because I'm an obedient writer and Christ is the author and finisher of the book. And I just wrote what he told me to write. And um, it's basically constantly reminding readers and listeners that we have to have a relationship and religion is so offered it's so offered in our society and um the lord literally gave me instructions and i was like lord what is this with religion and relationship i know that we are believers in you but why do you keep telling me to have a relationship versus a religion so if you listen to the bonus track, the raw bonus track that was released um, on Friday, right after the Thursday release of Warning Satan Tactics, I say something inside of the raw bonus track on the lines of, you call me a Christian, she calls me a Christian, I don't call myself a Christian. So let me make this clear. When I say I don't call myself a Christian, <laughs> 
I mean, I don't walk around saying, hey, my name is Alicia. Nice to meet you. By the way, I'm a Christian. <laughs> it's like people like they wait and they hold like non-believers hold that in their pocket. They hold that so tight in their pocket. And whenever they meet a believer that's really living like the Lord and then they do an act or a sin, even if they don't do it, but if they just feel like they did something to displease them, <laughs> displease them like they are God, little G, they, they always say, and you call yourself a Christian. So I wanted to make that clear. You ask me what I believe in, I'll share with you that I believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ is my savior. Yes, he is. So technically I am a Christian. But I don't walk around saying, hey, you know, I am a Christian. Hey, by the way, I'm a Christian. I don't walk around just throwing my Christian word at you. No. I live and I behave as Christ does. And when I sin and fall short for the glory of God, I confess my sins. <laughs> I repent from within. <laughs> and then I'm cleansed. And that is why in my song, What is the Lord Telling You? That is why it says confessing my sins. Get cleansed from within because you have to confess your sins and get cleansed from within because that is how you become renewed. And that is why Kalia, our spiritual animal, which is a lizard, I learned so much from her physically that the Lord had already taught me spiritually how to be cleansed from within. But also I learned that she goes through these sheds. And, but the shed only happens when she's getting bigger because she's shedding off her old and she's becoming her new. So the shed is a symbol of rebirth taking place. So she sheds in order to be reborn again. But when she's reborn again and she gets bigger from that born again, she sheds again. And I thought that that was so awesome because I was so afraid of her when I first got her. I was like, oh my God, I don't like this lizard. But our children ask for it. To be exact, our second oldest son, Denzel, he was like, mom, let's get a lizard. I was like, it would be you to ask for one. And so he got it. And I was like, okay, y'all, this is y'all lizard. And at the time we thought it was a boy. Oh, Lord. <laughs> at the time when we first got her, we thought she was a boy. And we would call her cow. Like, hey, cow. Oh, my God. And at that time, she cow at the time when she was called cow, she didn't smile all the time. She didn't go through sheds so easily. It was like she was like trying to signal to us, I'm a girl, I'm not a boy. But we got her out of baby's form. And you don't know the sex of a lizard until they get a little older to where you can really look underneath them and see the difference. And Denzel kept saying, Mom, what if it's a girl and we're calling her a boy? And I'm like, boy, this is a, this is a boy. He kept saying, what if it's a girl and we're calling her a boy? And I'm like, boy, this is a boy. This is not a girl. All along, the Lord gave Denzel the message and he delivered it to us, but we all kept calling her cow. Lo and behold, later on down the line, she was just acting up. She wouldn't eat. She wouldn't do anything. She was like, I'm not doing nothing. She's like, I'm making a stand. <laughs> so she began to protest and she wouldn't eat. She wouldn't do nothing, nothing, but just be there. She would be still and know that God is God. She was still, honey. <laughs> She was still sheeps. She was like, I am still, and I'm knowing that he's God because he is going to reveal to y'all I am a girl. So I won't forget, I went to Petco and I was like, 
my lizard is not doing nothing. What is wrong with her? And I said him. I didn't say her. And so the lady says, are you sure it's a him? And I said, you know what? Our son said, mom, I think it's a her. I said, we got her when she was so, at the time, I'm saying him. I didn't say her. <laughs> I said, we got him when he was very young. So we don't know what the sex is. So she says, I'm going to show you something. She's like, this is the difference. And she showed me a male and a female and how to check. I was so excited. So I came home and I was like, oh my God, guys, let's check. We literally put her in a bowl and looked upside down, a clear bowl and put her inside of it so we could see underneath her. And it was like, it's a girl. The minute we realized she was a girl, she had not stopped smiling from that day forward. She has been smiling ever since. She is such a joy to have. But I don't want to get caught up in this story. I want to get the message. But I brought that up because I wanted you all to know her shed is really deep. But through these physical sheds, I am learning how to shed and rebirth, shed and rebirth. So the Lord gave me a physical attached to a spiritual, spiritual, excuse me, spiritual. Remember, these are raw, so I'm not cutting it. So when you hear me make a mistake, I'm going to clear it up because I'm not going to cut it out because Holy Spirit is in this. And um, I ain't cutting Holy Spirit out. Okay, so I'm just going to just deal with the fact that I made a mistake. Okay, because I ain't cutting Holy Spirit out. <laughs> I ain't doing that wrong. He the homie. I got to keep him. And so speaking of homie, I, the Lord literally told me, he was like, you know how you tell them to do their breaths and we're about to go into our breaths. He was like, when you say you do it one time for the big homie, for you guys who don't know, sheeps that don't know. In my book, in the beginning of the book, I literally let it be known that Jesus is my big homie. For all of you who have not got the book and read it, the big homie is Jesus. So with that being said, let's go into our breaths before we go into all of this wisdom that the Lord has given me to pour into you all today. Let's breathe it in. Let's breathe it out through your teeth. Breathe it in through your nose. Breathe it out through your teeth. Let's do it one more time for the big homie. Breathe it in through your nose. Breathe it out through your teeth. Okay. So when I say that um, I don't call myself a Christian, I am a Christian because I believe in Christ. But I don't walk around just stating it to everyone whom I meet. Because we are to live as Christ does and not just parade the words. Okay. So um, if you turn your Bibles to Acts 10, and if you don't have your Bibles when you're listening to the podcast, remember, you can always go back. But I just like to give my references because um, many people are out there telling you what they feel, <laughs> what they think, <laughs> and not what's real. So I want to always let you know that it's real. And then I just always put what the Holy Spirit gives me to give to you because Everyone is created differently and everyone has their own touch, but we must go from his source and then be who he created us to be. And when you do that, it's like this very beautiful experience of who God is because God doesn't make everyone the same. So it's like, and we're living in a society where they're taught, be the same. They're teaching people, be the same, be the same. Don't be different. She has it. I want it. He has it. I want it wrong. She looked this way. I want to look that way wrong. She talked that way. I want to talk that way. Wrong. Be you. Because then we're getting to it. We're getting to understand and experience 
who God is in a different light, in a different way, in a different shape, in a different form. And it's that beauty because we're able to really tap into that God is real because he created everyone to be different. If God wanted everyone to be the same, don't you think he's strong enough? Don't you know he's powerful enough to do that? (laughs) But he didn't. So that means he wanted all of us to embrace our own uniqueness. So in Acts 10, the second kind of stories get the message. And Acts 10 was actually Acts 11, excuse me. It's not 10, excuse me. Acts 11, verse 26. It says, And when he had found him, he brought him to the Antioch. So it was that for a whole year they assembled with the church and taught a great many people. And the disciples were first called Christians into Antioch. And so that verse literally breaks it down. And it literally teaches us that many Jews who lived outside of the Palestine settled in the Antioch, the first place where believers in Christ were called Christians. What started as a nickname became a means of identifying those who lived and behaved like Christ. So Christians are to live and behave as Christ does. But let me inform y'all because I had this hard time. Oh, Jesus, I had this hard time. And I will literally be trying to be Jesus. I'm like, Jesus did it, so I got to do it. That's the right attitude to have. What would Jesus do? Remember those O-W-W-J-Z, like W-W-J-Z, what would Jesus do? That's a great practice to constantly having your spirit and your mind, to constantly remind yourself, what would Jesus do in this situation? What would Jesus do? But we got to remember, we're not Jesus, okay? So we're going to not always hit it on the head like Jesus did, okay? (laughs) Just know that. Remember, we're us. But the beauty in God is that he sent Jesus to allow us to know that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. So Jesus already did the work. He did the work. Jesus did his work, okay? And when he did the work, it is always a constant reminder to us that we are going to sin, but he died on the cross for our sins, We are going to always sin, but Jesus already died on the cross for our sins. So because Jesus died on the cross for our sins, we have to not stress about being Jesus. We have to just constantly remind ourselves and seek the Lord daily and being cleansed. So when you sin, just say, Lord, forgive me. It's taken away. He's forgiving you. We are the ones that hold on to the guilt. We are the ones who hold on to the shame because Jesus and God doesn't put that on us. Holy Spirit does not give us guilt. Holy Spirit does not give us shame. Holy Spirit does not make us feel regrets inside of our spirit. Like we get so regretful. Oh my God, I feel so bad. And I'm like that. I had one point in time was so caught up in something that happened with our child and he was like three years old when it happened. And I was like, oh my God, I told my husband, I feel so bad. Why did I do that? And I literally told him to go to bed and I spanked him because at that time, I thought he just wanted to be disobedient to my authority of going to bed. I was like, go to bed. And he didn't want to go to bed. So I spanked his butt. And all alone, he just wanted to hang out late with me because at the time, I just we just had our new baby and he just wanted some of mommy's time. And I just thought he was like being disobedient. I'm like, go to bed. 
And he was our oldest son. So at the time, I'm still learning how to be a mom. No one gave me a book and says, here you go. <laughs> this is how you be a mom. <laughs> Wrong. I had to learn how to be a mom with me and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God and my husband in our home. Because I had to get it. And in society, they don't teach you how to be a mom. You learn from the messengers that the Lord places in your path. But you have to get it and learn it your way. And that's also a beauty in being a mom and being a father. Because you learn it in such a unique way. But through that learning, you you tap into a different side of you. And in that different side of you, you realize that, hey, this is important to get. And don't forget, guys, I know I gave a homework last week. And don't think that I'm not reminded to ask you, did you do your homework? <laughs> okay. So just because I y'all think, oh, she don't know I didn't do the homework. Wrong. I trust that you did your homework. Okay. I trust that you did your homework. In certain episodes, we're going to go over the homework. And that's the thing about Holy Spirit. You never know when he's going to pop up and say, pop quiz. <laughs> did you do your homework? <laughs> pop quiz. What did you learn? So I'm going to leave that to Holy Spirit to guide that day, okay? And um, Anyways, let me cut up a story get the message. But I wanted to share that story because I spanked him because... He didn't um, go straight to bed and he continued to be awake. But later on in life, the Lord revealed to me that he just wanted mommy's love and attention. So then I realized that it wasn't me having to be mean mom and spank him. That was the regret that the enemy wanted me to hold on to. But it was more so of me realizing that even though you want that from mommy, when it's 11 o'clock at night, that was the time it was. You must go to bed. So after me and the Holy Spirit had that conversation, I had to ask the Lord to forgive me for A, not forgiving myself and holding on to regret. I was like, why did I hold on to this regret? Because the enemy wanted me to feel like I was a bad mom. Wrong. And I had to identify that. I had to identify that, you know, I'm not a wrong mom. I'm not a bad mom. I did what was right that I knew to do at that time. And because of that, he is, he is literally maturing to such an amazing young man of God. And it's because all of those structures and boundaries I set with him at a young age that he grew accustomed to that made him obey the word of God because he learned obedience at a young age. But I don't want to get caught up in the story. I want to get the message out. So I brought that up to say that we as believers need to get back to having that relationship with the Lord. And not get so caught up in religion. So also in First Peter chapter 4, verse 10, I wanted to also, it's not 410, I'm sorry, it's chapter 4, verse 16. I wanted to share this scripture with you all because um, after the Holy Spirit um, led me to share with you that Christians are people that are believers in Jesus Christ that behave as Christ does. But in this world, we have gotten so caught up in religion that we look at Christians in such a a different way, you know, and we are different because we are Christ followers. So that's what makes us different. But in society, even in the church, Christians started to condone certain sins and condemn certain sins. 
And even I, as a believer, was like, wait a minute, y'all condoning this sin. Y'all are breeding this sin. Y'all are accepting this sin. It's certain sins that I myself, as a Christian, would look at other Christians and be like, y'all accepting that sin. But y'all want to condone that sin. And it seemed like they talk about the same sins over and over again. We don't need to come to church to constantly get bashed of our sin. Okay? We need to come to church and constantly get educated, which is called wisdom placed inside of us. Church is to be taught that Jesus loves us, the behaviors of Jesus, so we can practice them. But it's like they want to constantly give you the same sins beat inside of you. Stealing, killing. You want to do this, you want to do that. It's like wrong. We need to be taught Jesus loves you. And you want to know why Jesus loves you. And then we need to be taught why Jesus loves us and then the behaviors of Jesus and that Jesus is the son of God and that because Jesus is the son of God, we don't have to be Jesus. We can behave like Jesus, but when we fall short, don't shame that believer. It reminded me of a time, and I'm going to go back to that first Peter 4, 16, but I reminded of my time, of a time when me and my husband were going out to eat as my birthday, so I was all excited. I got all dressed and stuff. And when I go out with my husband, y'all, I do, I put my best foot forward, okay? Because Holy Spirit be telling me, so he be like, oh, where that? Put that out. And you know, I ain't gonna lie, I be having my, I be having my clothes that be, you know, that be, you know, somewhat revealing. I ain't gonna lie. But it's revealing to my husband and revealing to the people. It's revealing to my husband. See, God looks at the heart. He knows the heart of man, okay? And because God knows the heart of man, I'm not concerned of what other thinks of how I dress and look. That ain't my issue. That's your issue. If you saw kind of in my attire and what I got on, you need to go to the Lord and ask him to get you dressed. Okay. <laughs> but it's a difference because some people do get dressed with intentions for other people to look at them. See, it's, 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 that's why you're living for the Lord. It's so divine because you have to be connected with the divine. Because if you're not connected, you're going to get caught up in all these different stories out here. Because there's a lot of them. And so anyways, my husband and I went out to eat. And I, um, it was actually my birthday to be exact. And he was taking me out. And he always be like, sexy, get ready. I'm taking you out. I'm like, oh, say the word, say the word. <laughs> say the word. You know, I got on deck. I got him on deck. I got my office on deck. So then I go into this whole dress rehearsal with the Lord and he just be getting me dressed. And I'll be like, thank you, Holy Spirit, for getting me dressed. And um, we went out to eat this time. And um, I won't forget, we went into the restaurant and um, I'm always stopped, you know, by many people. And I will ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? Because I'm constantly stopped. But I don't want to get caught up in man praise. I don't want to get so focused on like man's compliments of me because I don't want to get lost in the story. I want to get the message that you created me. So I actually, like, what do I say to everyone when they stop me and compliment me so I don't get big headed and conceited and stuck up and full of myself? And Holy Spirit literally said, just say it's not you, it's God. He says, is it you doing it? I'm like, no. He says, did you get yourself dressed today? I'm like, no. He said, did you put those clothes on today? I'm like, did you think to put it out? I'm like, did you create yourself? I'm like, 
No. He says, okay, so why would you walk around making it seem like you did it? I was like, oh, okay, Lord. He says, so all you got to say is not me, it's God. He says, because not only are you speaking the truth, but it's ministering to you. <laughs> I was like, I get you, Lord. So anyways, um, so I literally made it a habit to say it's not me, it's God. So we walked into the restaurant and the waiters set us down. And she says, oh my God, you look amazing tonight. And I looked at her and I said, it's not me, it's God. And let me tell y'all, sheeps, she literally let me have it. <laughs> she was like, so what do you think about when you join a church and the church members do you wrong? And my husband literally kicked me underneath the table. Was like, and he looked at me like, what is going on? She began to like, just literally lay out her burdens on me. <laughs> I was like, hold on, hold on. I'm not Jesus. I'm not Jesus. I'm not. I just said, it's not me. It's God. He got me dressed today. He put this together and let's breathe it in. So I let her just pour it on me. She's like, I, I joined the church and everything was good. And all of a sudden, the people in the church began to treat me wrong. What about when you do everything you can and the church people do you wrong? What do you feel about that? She didn't ask me what would I like to drink. She didn't ask me what would I like to have for an appetizer. She didn't ask me nothing about my time at that restaurant and why I was there because I didn't come to do the work but I had work to be done I came to have a good meal with my husband and look good while doing it by the grace of God honey and so I just stopped and I said to the Lord Lord what is it you want me to share with her today so I literally looked at her and I said can I share this with you I said although You've been hurt by the church people. I said, but the church is in you. I said, so in the Bible, it teaches you to overcome evil with good. I said, so why don't you be that example to them of what it is to be a true believer? I said, maybe they don't know what a true believer is because religion has got them so tainted with just going to church and picking up the customs and the rituals and the traditions of going to church. Because even I experience that how churches pick up certain traditions and when you're not a part of their traditions how they would condemn you for not joining them how they would judge you for not joining them so the lord gave it to me he says i'm not gonna judge you but i won't join you <laughs> but i'm not judging you but i just won't join you and the lord gave me that because i experienced judgment on myself from others because i didn't join their church traditions the Bible didn't tell me to do that. So why are you judging me for doing it? So I shared that with that lady that day in the restaurant. And she looked at me. She says, oh, if every Christian could just be like you. <laughs> and I laughed. I said, no, 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 no. No, I mean, one me. They can't all be like me. We're striving to be like Jesus. I'm just the messenger. Just delivering a message to you today. And so at that time, I said, well, let's take our deep breaths in. So we took our deep breaths together. And then I said, can I say a short prayer with you? So we prayed. And after we finished praying, I literally felt her spirit lifted. And she said, I'm so thankful you came in here to eat today. She says, because that has been on my spirit and my heart for years. And it stopped me from going to church. And I was like, wow, Lord. 
I thought I was just coming to eat today. He says, yeah, you're coming to eat, but you got food to serve as well. He says, that's why it's important to stay fully clothed. He says, people are judging you because you have on a little bit of clothes. <laughs> but you fully clothed with the spirit. He says, so that is the reason why you say I don't call myself a Christian. He says, it's because you don't walk around saying, hi, my name is Alicia. I'm a Christian. He says, but instead you're fully clothed. And you're behaving as Christ does. And because you sin and fall short, you don't hold on to that sin. You just know that you're cleansed from within and you continue to travel on your journey, which is a mission for the Lord. He says, so when you're on that journey and you're on that mission, you want to know that people will come to you because they have to be broken down from that tradition lifestyle. And because everyone doesn't have that wisdom from me of that tradition lifestyle when they meet you they meet the relationship with christ he says so you're just a messenger from the lord explaining to all who come in contact with you to live for christ and not live for the people at the church because so many believers begin to pick up those same traditions that the church gives us and then when you don't do them, it's like they begin to stone you for not doing them. And um, the Holy Spirit reminded me of a time I went into the beauty supply house. I'm going to share this story with you all before I get back to 1 Peter 4.16. And I went inside of there and I shared with the young lady. She asked me a question about her child and how to deal with him because he has autism. And she knew that I had two children with autism. And so the Lord just gave me some words to share with her. And uh, she literally said, you know what? I see you right now coming in here and laying all your books on the counter. She says, you're not just having one book. You're going to have so many books. She says, because what you're doing is breaking down the barrier and breaking down the walls. I said, what are you talking about? She says, the Lord is using you to break the church walls down. You're breaking down the walls of what it is to be in traditional church and then opening up the walls. And I said, open up the walls. How do you open the walls? She says, well, you're breaking down one wall, but then you're opening up the doors so that there's no walls. Oh, I get it. She says, so you're not really opening up a wall. You're allowing it to be no wall. She says, because I'm going to share this with you. She says, I know that God is real. And I know that Jesus is the son of God. She says, but I don't like going to church and I don't go to church. And I said, why? She says, because of what the church people do to you there. I said, wow, Lord, so many people are coming to me and telling me. She says, but when I meet you, you're nothing like those church people. She says, so what the Lord is using you to do is allow the church people to see what it is to really have a relationship with the Lord. And then allowing those who are outside of the church doors to start to have a deeper relationship with the Lord. Oh, God, Holy Spirit is taking over. And when she spoke those words to me at that time, oh, Holy Spirit, excuse me, oh, Holy Spirit, oh, Holy Spirit, oh, Holy Spirit. Excuse me, sheep. Excuse me. 
He's, he's taken over. And when she spoke those words to me, I felt the hurt in her. As the tears rolled down her eyes, I felt her pain. See, when you're an angel for the Lord, you have a gift to fill people's hurt. And I didn't understand my whole life why I always felt people's pain and hurt. Not until the Lord revealed it to me. And when I accepted it, the blessings that came with it, but also the challenges that were attached to those blessings. And um, immediately I knew what she was talking about. Because I was always able to relate with the believers that were outside of the church. But because I love going to church to get my spirit failed, I also experienced believers in church that would act a different way towards me because I came to really praise the Lord. I was even told once that maybe my church wasn't the church I was supposed to go to because I love to shout and praise in a different type of way. I praise where I, I shout out to the Lord. And those of you that are listening that have experienced me while I'm in the midst of praising with the Holy Spirit, you feel it. But when you're not accustomed to that, sometimes people don't know how to accept it. And I was told that once, and I remember sharing it with my husband, and I said, someone told me that this is not my church home. And maybe I need to go to another church because the way I shout in church. And I remember sharing that with my husband. I said, so where do you shout at if you can't shout in the church? And immediately, the Lord said to me, he says, well, thank God you shout everywhere you are. So you don't just go to church to shout. But he says, imagine those that do just shout at church. Imagine what's going on inside of them when you can't even shout. And see what people don't know, and for you that do know, is when you shout and give your praise to the Lord, that is the way you keep the enemy away. That is your way of keeping the enemy away. And so I thank God that I didn't listen to that messenger that was sent to me that day to tell me that I needed to find another church home because the way I shout, maybe my church home wasn't for me. I thank God that I continued to push through and go to church. And that was years ago when I was told that. So when this young lady at the Beauty Supply shared me that, share with me, I literally looked at her and I said, Thank you for giving me that message. She says, yeah, the Lord is using you to break the walls down so that the church and the people outside of the church know what it is to have a relationship with the Lord. So she, I have so much more to share with you. And that will be on another episode. But I wanted to share this with you today. Have a relationship with the Lord versus a religion. And don't, don't stop serving the Lord just because people tell you 
non-believers and you call yourself a Christian and you call yourself a Christian and you call yourself a Christian because you want to know what? They're waiting to tell you that from the moment they found that you serve the Lord, they have been waiting to tell you that. So once they tell you that, I want you to know that 1 Peter 4, 16 states, yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. Let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. Glorify God. Glorify God when you suffer for being a Christian. Because you are going to suffer for Christ's name's sake. Christ has suffered for our namesake. You don't think you have to suffer for his? That's selfish. That's selfish, sheep. That's selfish. You're so selfish to think you don't have to suffer for Christ's namesake. That is so selfish. So I want you to know today, that is why the Lord always instruct me to end the podcast with only what you do for Christ will last. And I know this is going to last. So let's get through our past and get to what will last. Someone's hurting today. I feel it. Someone's hurting today. Someone's hurting today. (laughs) Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Allow him to heal you. Yes, I'm a spiritual healer, but I come with Jesus. I come with Holy Spirit. Jesus lives in me. Jesus lives in you. Holy Spirit lives in me. Holy Spirit lives in you. So Jesus is the ultimate healer. But Jesus lives inside of us. So when Jesus lives inside of you, you're healing with Jesus all the time. So I'm a spiritual healer because I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. So just being in the presence of the Holy Spirit is healing. And that's something also religion don't teach you what a relationship does. Religion taught me you're not a spiritual healer. Only Jesus can heal. Yeah, Jesus heals. But I got Jesus inside of me. (laughs) So I am a spiritual healer for the Lord. So I want to just take this minute to allow you to just release and allow the Lord to just come inside of you because I feel him doing it. I feel him doing it. Before we end today, the Holy Spirit said you need to take some more breaths. So let's go into our breaths again before we leave today, before we go into prayer. Because this was heavy today. Not heavy in a bad way, 
but heavy as in you're filled. So you know when you eat that good old food, you be like, I'm stuffed and you feel heavy. Heavy in that way. Not heavy, burden heavy. <laughs> difference. It's a difference. But heavy as in I'm filled with the spirit and I'm full. So let's take a deep breath in. Breathe it in. Breathe it out. Breathe it in. Breathe it out. Breathe it in. Breathe it out. I love you guys. I love you, sheep. I love you. Jesus loves you. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for just allowing us to know that we are Christians because we behave as Christ does. But allow us not to seek Christian. Allow us to seek you. Allow us not to seek Christians. Allow us to seek you, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Because religion has taught us to seek different Christian churches. And then when the people in the church hurt us, we turn our back on you. But Jesus, you are with us the entire time. Allow us to instead, when we go to a Christian church and we're hurt because of what the behaviors of what the people are doing, allow us to come to you, Lord, and say, Father, give us the strength to behave as Jesus does so that we can be an example. Because when we're getting hurt so much by believers in the church, Heavenly Father, I believe that you are calling us to be the example so that they know what it looks like. And we don't get caught up in the story and become what we don't like, but we become what we like. And we like you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Jesus, you are just so amazing. You're an indescribable gift to us from God. So we thank you for this time. We thank you for this day. We thank you for making a way. Allow us to continue to hide your word in our hearts so we don't sin against it. Allow us to know that you are God and we need nothing else but to have a relationship with you. And through that relationship, we are now being an example to all to see that nobody but Jesus did it for me. Bless us, keep us, mold us, shape us, guide us, use us for your kingdom and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.